Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And if you were listening to the previous podcast, Superfans, part two, this is part three. We're going to get more into the book. We're here again with Ernie. Hello, Ernie. How are you? Daniel, this how is, are you? Well, thank you. This is Ernie Page from Ewing Publishing, but also a super fan. He works directly with Daryl and Sandra in creating their book. So today, Ernie, I just want to get into the the mix of it. Let's let's talk about the book. Feel free to ask Daryl and Sandra anything you like, and I'll just sort of sort of keep us on track, and uh, you know, really just enjoy um, the conversation as we do. Uh, every week on, on Fridays and, and Mondays, sometimes on the phone, sometimes on Tuesdays when we're doing not doing anything. <laughs> so I guess before we start, let me ask you this, Ernie. How did you get into reading? What was your what really kicked off your adventure in, in the literary world? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's really uh, hard to answer that question because I can remember our like state like we're we're really poor mm-hmm. our family is really poor mm-hmm. and uh, i can barely afford to buy a book mm-hmm. so what i what you know what i did is just go to a bookstore mm-hmm. just read a book or just collect books from you know uh, from people my relatives mm-hmm. just to read the book uh, right now i really love to read the book because i'm i'm uh, i'm a i'm a loner Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. to. Uh, I'm an introvert. I don't want to. T- I don't like to talk to people before. Right. right. So ironic for the profession. A lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, I have like um, more than 200 books at home. So right. Right. I collect that's wonderful. Them and I also read them. Wow, that's because, beautiful. That's but beautiful. But not all 200 books. I uh, I didn't read all of the 200 books. Right. 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's it's it's, it's it's always wonderful when I when I hear someone who has a library like that. I I think of uh, of uh, our President Jefferson, uh, who started the Library of Congress. Uh, you know, our our third president, and when the Library of Congress Congress burnt down, he was able to resupply the Library of Congress with his own private library. So. Yeah, so if our libraries ever burn do, down, do you, Ernie. Lot, do you have a lot of books there at home as well? Oh, you know what, um, man? You know, unfortunately, the the books I have are a lot of medical books and journals and things like that. I have a few oh, yeah. books of entertainment. Uh, well, but... I I would argue that he's got more books of entertainment because one of Dad's passions uh, is music and uh, cooking. So. He's got loads of music books and loads of cookbooks, and he's always sort of thumbing through them, trying to find the the, I, the newest uh, culinary have, adventures, I like to call it. We don't have a specific quote-unquote library, as you see my air quotes. Mm-hmm. We have books in every room in various locations, and and you can see them as you walk in. Uh, yeah, but yeah. It, our our house... As far as the books go, looks like a college professor's office. Uh, there's a there's a scene in um, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, this beautiful sci-fi fantasy book that Daryl and Sandra Witten, which was Eric 
a Hoffer nominated, by the way. Congratulations on that. Also, you did your book signing of the ALA, 50,000 people. But I say that to say this. There's a scene in the book where we meet the wizard Zorna, and there's a description of his office where there's these piles of books everywhere with like a, like a, a foot's width of space between them. And that's sort of, I think, how Daryl and Sandra's <laughs> books work. You know, they've got these piles of books. And it's funny because there's an order to the chaos, so they know, like, oh, I'm looking for this information. It's in that pile over there to the left, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I think that's kind of how it, it works for them. I, I, I just need the robe and the cowl over <laughs> yes. my head, and I'd be perfect. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny because Daniel's right. We had Daryl retired from the City of Chicago Board of Mental Health, and he needed a particular document, and he couldn't find it. And I said, "I'll have it for you in, tomorrow." And I went, and I went to this pile, and I went directly to it. Yeah. Then I called him up and I said, "Here it is, I got it." You know, it's like uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a visual state well, of genius, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, maybe uh, Daryl is, is always busy, uh, and uh, you, Sandra, as well, uh, since you're you're at home. Are you at home always? I am home at all, all at home always. Uh, and when I wrote you, the book, I was everything? at home. <laughs> you know everything inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do go in the yard a lot. <laughs> well, I just have a few questions uh, to Daryl, uh, to Sandra as well, regarding uh, this is just a really, uh, you know, very important why um, to make sure. This the Santa, how Nicholas became Santa Claus is really is a really good book, no question about that. But they don't know the story; they just know the book. They don't know the story in writing the book. That is why I, I would like to ask this question. Oh, the whole the story behind writing you, the book. Yeah, what inspired you to write a science fiction specifically about Santa Claus? Well, you know, I, I, for me, I, I think uh, I, my wife actually inspired me because she came up with a storyline. But uh, there were a lot of questions. There always is a lot of questions about uh, where this this uh, stellar human being came from, and so we needed a backstory. And we just we were so excited about uh, uh, putting this backstory together. We, my wife had a lot of ideas. She gave me a lot of ideas. And we wanted to make this work, and we wanted to show uh, where he came from. There's, there's been so many stories written uh, about uh, uh, Santa Claus. We thought we'd write something about Nicholas, you know, how he became that. And Nicholas needed a story, you know. And, and I'm not talking about well, why the not Viking. What? Pardon? Why not, why not write about the Vikings? Why not a Viking? Why story? focus why, on, why? on on Nicholas? Or uh, Nicholas became Santa Claus because you can write like um, about a, a mythical creature, or uh, let's say about talking about Europe, Vikings, well, in, it... uh, Norway, and, and 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 I suppose a story like that or any other would have been fine too. But this was such a such a beloved figure uh, mm -hmm. in the world that didn't have a backstory, and when she came up with the idea. Uh, about a backstory, I was very excited about that. 
Uh, I said, nobody's ever written a backstory like this before. I mean, you on Christmas, you, you see stories about Santa Claus and the elves and the reindeer and all that type of thing. And it's, it's, it's very, I think, it's very saccharine, you know, yeah, if you, you know, ask me. And I just wanted something... Yeah. And, I, and also, you know, we talk, we've talked before in the podcast a few times about styles of writing. And we talked about, you know, different ways of thinking. We talked about speculative writing, right? That's the what ifs, mm-hmm. why fours, right? Why, why, why was it this way? What if it's this? And I think with mom and dad, I think it was because, you know, Santa Claus is such a big figure. You know, he's introduced to us commercially by Coca-Cola, you know, and this big, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, bulging man with you know, you know, rosy cheeks and a bowl full of jelly. You know, uh, you know, yeah, and, but and, and it's like, what? Well, what if? What if his story is so is is far different than what you might think it is? You know, what, what if? You know, uh, I I think that's sort of the draw to it for, you know, for me. For for me, if if you think of it, this I'm going to make an analogy. Yeah. You've got Santa Claus and you've got Nicholas Claus. You you just like you have. Superman and you've got Clark Kent, you know, and Clark Kent had a a backstory, you know, as a farm boy and we saw him grow up and he wasn't Superman then. He was Clark Kent and Nicholas Claus wasn't Santa Claus. Not yet. Our story is about how he became that. So we we had to give this young young man a story. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, it's sort of very similar to how, you know, you look at your parents and you see them as these older uh, men and women who are in your in your space, but you forget sometimes that they had their own younger lives. That they did things, you know. They had friends. They had adventures, and we don't. We can only you know guess what those might have been. And I think this that this is like Dad was saying. I think this is sort of that bit. It's like, well, what what was it like when he was younger? He had a younger life. What was that like? I was trying to answer the questions that the the kids were asking me. When I was writing the story, we had five toddlers mm-hmm. that were asking me questions about Santa Claus and why were I, why how come I kept doing Christmas stuff all year round? And well, in my family, Christmas was done all year round because my mother and I made Christmas ornaments that were given as gifts, and other things were done just to keep people's spirits up because. Life was hard, and when life is hard, yeah. you need you need something enjoyable, diversion, something right? magical, something something divergent. And what is more divergent and encouraging than magic? And how is this creature who we call Santa Claus, this person that we call Santa Claus, how come he has magic, and why don't I have magic? And where did it come from? Okay, yeah, I agree. Well, that, I think that's that, that, that's uh, inspiration. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. your inspiration in, in writing uh, Nicholas. Absolutely, yes. Santa Claus. Absolutely, mm-hmm. the kids. Yes, yes, yes. definitely. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. the the kids, well, the kids that we keep as as. Adults and forget is there and forget to let them out. Yeah, that that's the the metaphorical side of all of us, right? Metaphorically, right? Metaphorically, right? Right. (laughs) 
Go on, Dan. <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, and I think that's a beautiful uh, idea. I, you know, when I was younger, and you know, not to get anything tragic, but I know that when they started the story, they were dealing with the loss of my oldest sister, who was uh, an infant at the time. So when my mom started the story, at least from what I remember her telling me when I was little, this was her way of sort of keeping her focus off of that and and putting her mourning into something, putting that you know, lost into something creative. Uh, and uh, in my recollection, that's how uh, the origins of, you know, the beginning pages of Nicholas started. Yeah, I'd agree. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, this book is not just for kids, right? No. Oh, not at all. Adults. Not at all. No, I've got, general readers. Yeah, I've got oh, a yes. lot of adults who, who, who love this book, you know, just like... Those who love Harry Potter, uh, who who love uh, uh, Game of Thrones and and uh, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. it's in that class. I, w- I would put it in that class. I mean, if you like if you like ensemble stories like uh, you know uh, Star Wars, if you like the stories like the Avengers, where you have sort of these <laughs> quote unquote team ups. I did the thing you couldn't see, but I did the thing yeah. uh, team ups. Uh, I'm like this is the kind of that sort of that kind of story you've got this wonderful ensemble of eclectic characters i said before and uh you know you get to see these adventures and how they interact and uh what i always found so fascinating is that it's such a lively story like you believe these characters exist you believe you can go to this world and and interact uh, with these characters you know it's so funny even as the as the author one of the authors of the story when i got to the last sentence mm-hmm. in the story, and I had to write the end. I was a little sad because I wanted more. <laughs> so we decided to write a couple sequels. I hope you did not, you like, uh, you know. I, I was, uh, I was hoping that you did not, uh, like, put a, 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 like, an ending on the story of how Nicholas became Santa Claus, or without giving too much away. Can you? Well, well, what I can say is this: that plans? that no one has gotten into a situation where they wouldn't be able to appear in another story, <laughs> except for maybe somebody that we know. But you'll have to read the book to find out who that might be. But <laughs> and I can also I tell can you that... see ways well, did, of bringing him back to... any plans for future stories in, the, in this universe uh, of Nicholas? I, I, I have. And uh, I've, I, I, I began a story shortly after we wrote this one, as a matter of fact. I put it down for a while... And when we got with Ewing, I picked it back up again, and it's called the Dar- uh, Nicholas and the Darkly Heart. And uh, I've written, I had 40 scenes that I needed to write to finish the book, and I've I've written, I've done 30 of those scenes already, and I'm going through uh, the various chapters, uh, and uh, I've gone through, I've got a, probably almost 300 pages. Now, Nicholas is about 349 or something pages, but I've got about almost 300 of this next story. and uh, But I got I have quite a bit of work to do on it still, and I haven't turned it over to my wife yet, so that's it's got to go through her too. <laughs> I also have one that's going in the... It's in the research stage right now, but it's mostly about the magical characters, the oddlings. So we're gonna we're gonna carry this universe uh, along a little bit. So, is it uh, how many pages for the second like second part of Nicholas? Because for the first like uh, first version, 
Well, say, uh, like yeah. How Nicholas Dickens I'm I'm sure I'm I'm certain it'll be competitive with this uh, this story's uh, uh, page number two, uh, and I'm sure it'll be about uh, you know uh, three fifty three seventy. It'll it'll be about as long. Uh, so you know, and it's interesting, even though he says you know three hundred you know three seventy, uh, the story is so good. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not being biased. I've read the story several times. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's 300. As a matter of fact, it doesn't feel like it's enough pages is how the story is because it really is a page turn and you just, you just keep going. Um, uh, it, it's just well, that, that engaging. That's good. So, so we'll write. Uh, well, we are so excited. I'm so excited already to, you know, to have uh, the second book as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, I'm going to finish reading the book first, the first book, mm-hmm. How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, before I can jump into the next book because I, <laughs> maybe I, you know, I cannot understand the second book without reading the first book. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. It, it, it can okay. stand alone. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those sequels where you, you, you didn't have to read the first book to enjoy the second book. <laughs> oh, but okay. it helps to know... What the first book is oh, yeah. to explain the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's sort of more like if you want backstory on the universe itself or how certain things work, maybe take a look at the first mm-hmm. book. But, uh, I mean, it's it's one of the stories that so stand out that uh, it, it really is a story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, like... Uh, right. It's, it's kind of like you could, you can see Home Alone one, yeah. but you didn't have to see that to understand Home Alone two. Right. So. <laughs> well, for the like, it's like Harry Potter. Um, they do have like a different chapters, uh, different titles. Yes. So yes. it's not necessary. You're gonna watch this, you know, this title before you can understand the sec the, the, the next uh, like title as well. Right, but also, right. Well, but, that's good. but also they have books like uh, you know Mysterious Beasts and Where to Find yeah. Them, uh, which isn't directly tied into Harry Potter himself, but it is tied into the to the, the universe. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, you can play the game, uh, mm-hmm. you know Hogwarts Legacies. Um, while it takes place in that universe, it's not directly tied to Harry. I've got uh, new heroes and new villains in yes. this one, so uh, so it, it's it's very <laughs> exciting and it keeps things up in the air and you know uh, unpredictable in a sense. And I think I think that's great. Well, that's good, and I'm so excited for the second book. That's you know the second one. I what am I about to be gonna say to the second book to you guys? And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best for the second book and also congratulations for the first book thank you very much thank you very much and and if you're if you're halfway there yeah absolutely and if if you're interested in getting your feet wet and if you're interested in what all the congratulations is about and and why they're nominated for the eric hoffer award and why they were at the ala for fifty thousand people signing books and giving them away and uh bringing smiles everywhere they go you can check out our website at troopbooks.com that's T-R-O-U-P-E check out our social media our Facebook our Instagram at troopbooks T-R-O-U-P-E even our threads Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg thank you again for that and uh, (laughs) thank you for listening and thank you Alexander Nakarada for your wonderful intro we will gladly talk to you all next time on Conversations with the Authors Mm -hmm.